Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling show. We are but, when am I going to put this live? I don't know. We'll say a day. We are one day away from SummerSlam 2019. Maybe it's later on. Maybe it's two days away. Who knows? And of course, that is quite a big deal. I think so. It's quite exciting. It is the second biggest pay-per-view, at least in WWE's eyes. I know some people like to go the Royal Rumble, but I don't think WWE sees it that way. Not that we need to argue over such things. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast for the first time, Thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search for Simon Miller on YouTube to get even more uh, wrestling podcast content, a load of other stuff from me. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at SimonMiller316. And all of this is sponsored and supported and backed, whatever you want to call it, by patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316, which means you can even come on the podcast, which is what happened today because my big friend James is joining me. James, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Simon. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm pumped. All the all the positive words that I can uh, possibly think of. But first and foremost, dude, good to have you back. It's been a little bit of a while. It has been a bit of a while. You know, life gets in the way of things. And, doesn't um... it just? Doesn't it just? Well, look, let's start with the big question of the hour. Uh, as people know, we are going to run down the SummerSlam card here and try and figure out what's going to happen. Are there any surprises in store? But before we get there, James, we need to know, everyone knows where I sit on things at the moment. Have you been enjoying WWE? Do you think WWE sucks? Happens sometimes. We get people on the podcast. They're like, what a pile of crap. And I'm like, excellent. Um, but yeah, dude, what is your, what's your take over the last, say, let's say six months or the last couple of months? I mean, I think personally, the last four weeks from pay-per-view to pay-per-view has actually been pretty good connective stuff. I think it's been all right, but I understand I have a very positive look on the product. I, I mean, yeah, the past four weeks, it's starting to, you can see the changes taking place. You're getting a connective story and it's it's helping um, with the changes, obviously, with um, Paul Heyman and, well, if Eric Bischoff is involved, we <laughs> don't know anymore whether that's the case um but yeah there's definitely a change and it's a good change um so yeah the stuff that they're doing with the 24 7 championship i think is really helping the positivity with wwe they're really having to um to push that out and it's such a surprise considering how that was launched with mick foley just sort of lying it on the ground and going there you go whoever wants wants that can have it do you know the Um, weird thing about the 24-7 title is that I mean I quite liked it when it first uh, arrived but a lot of people didn't but because they've stuck to their guns and made it consistent and allowed you to enjoy a story everybody now likes it it's almost like they should do that with the entire card isn't it (laughs) it, 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 it's as if having consistent story week to week helps get people involved and interact with it and invested it's a it's a strange concept that they might pick up on (laughs) (laughs) but i mean being facetious and everything in general stuff is picking up i mean we had that dreadful sort of end of 2018 where baron corbin was getting blamed for the drop in the viewership and and everything else but then we had a good run into wrestlemania we had a drop off then after wrestlemania where Becky Lynch, the man, sort of, she's got lost because we've sort of paired her with Seth Rollins, and that just didn't work. It, no, it didn't. Yeah. It, it 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 should have it should have been two champions taking on all comers, and unfortunately, they just their on screen chemistry didn't exist. Um, and it, I think, it's going to take a little bit of time for Becky to get back into that swing of things where she was the man. She just needs to feel special again. Hopefully, whether this Natalia match coming up is the, the thing to kickstart it, who knows, but we'll see. Um, but in, well, so go on, man. You go. So, so in general, like I've diversified more. Obviously, you've got AEW absolutely on a roll. Um, everyone's goodwill is with them. Uh, being the elite, I'm watching weekly and really enjoying sort of that just little snippet. Were you watching uh, it before or has it got you just because of the way that WWE, uh, WWE, AEW's exploded recently? 
I started watching it after All In last year. Wow. So, yeah, so, so it was all that that got you. It's amazing, so, man. I love so, it. So it got me in. I remember talking to you, well, this time last year, exactly to the day um, that we're recording this, and saying I didn't know any of the wrestlers for All In, really. I'd heard of some of them. But, yes, from there, I've just dived into that sort of world and enjoying that aspect. And I think in, I'm getting my enjoyment from that, and I'm still enjoying WWE. I'm not hating WWE. I take it for what it is. Yes, it's a bit hokey and a bit f- see what sticks, throw everything at the wall. But, you know, that's what it is at the moment. But as I say, we're building. Something is happening, and I can't wait until October. I t- oh, man, yeah, that's a big, and, big one. Yeah. And, and that is going to be, right, what is the response to AEW? What is Hell in the Cell going to be like? Because I think that's sort of the week of AEW's launch. And, yeah, it's it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Damn right it is. That is the best thing about it. It is is a good time to be a wrestling fan. We obviously spoke before uh, we started chatting, uh, uh, since I hit the record button, about, again, it's been a year since we've chatted and how so much has changed but also so much has stayed the same I, you know it'd be cool to because like yeah the AEW thing like you mentioned which was a year ago you know we were building up to yeah, all yeah. in yeah, 12 months ago wondering what it was going to do and as we know it launched a company but then yeah you look over at WWE as we were joking about I know it's not to the day but Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon are feuding which they were doing pretty much a year ago uh, AJ Styles is the United States champ was that two years ago I can't remember two, the, two, two years ago yeah, two years ago but the point yeah. being that what an amazing you know what an amazing way to look at how things go in these weird circles and yet you know you look outside of that bubble and we've got a brand new company that by all intents and purposes are going to become this this huge deal they certainly haven't you know hinted that it's going to go go the other way and it's kind of strange because you could criticize kevin owens versus shane mcmahon but i don't hate it I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. I think if Kevin Owens wins, again, we'll talk about this in a sec, but I think if he wins, we can finally underline the fact that he is a baby face. I think he's a good baby face. And it will take Shane McMahon off my TV for a while, which I think most people will appreciate just because he is a bit overexposed at this time. So, you know, again, to me, I kind of some always the same old stuff. Yeah, but if needs must and it serves the story, I'm all right with it. Let's just go forward. Exactly, and it's it's strange when we were sort of preparing for this and looking, looking and going. Heck, the more things change, the more they say the same. It, mm. it it we have a baby face who's going up against Brock Lesnar that people aren't convinced about. <laughs> I mean, where where have we heard that before? Oh, um, it's the, it's the Brock Lesnar we, effect, clearly. It is, and like it, we have Daniel Bryan tearing it up, but. You know, it's not the goodwill comeback. It's heel Daniel Bryan, which, mm. I mean, a year ago, who would have thought we'd been in that situation? Oh, especially when he came back. I never. Oh. We forget. We move on too quick sometimes in wrestling. We should still be in awe of the fact that Daniel Bryan made this miraculous return and now we boo him. I mean, that is just incredible, right? It's, it's, it's a crazy world. And, like, just looking at, at the card, and, yes, we've got AJ Styles as... Uh, the US champ, which I mean, we had two years ago, and and everything like that, and you think, well, actually, it feels fresh and it feels new, but then you go back and go, hold on, hold on a second, but that's that's the way things are. They they are cyclic, uh, cyclical, and and they go back, and we, I mean, the way that Bray Wyatt has come, and this time last year we had the deleters of worlds, which remember them. It's um, it's a crazy thing that. Bray Wyatt can be in a position where he's the hottest thing in WWE at the moment. And a year ago, we they didn't know what to do with him. They had Matt Hardy with the broken woken stuff, and they when did. Didn't... He, when did he dress up like a woman as well? When was that? Ooh, that's... <laughs> yeah. So that's I mean... two. That's the two years ago again. Uh, man, so, yeah. the, 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 the twenty-four, the twenty-four month bizarreness of WWE is, is is not lost on me, dude. Let's start there as well. Let's start with Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. Why okay. the hell not? Obviously, we're going to see Bray Wyatt in the ring for the first time ever since his comeback. We all hope he's going to be the Fiend. Uh, mm. My personal um, wants would be that we kind of do it like Kane, so you know the arena is maybe dimly lit, or I, I just think it's a really good idea to ensure that when he's in the ring wrestling, it doesn't feel like you're just watching a wrestling match. And if you need to pull out all the old tricks and do it, you know I've got no problem with that whatsoever. I don't know 
you know, I'm not saying it has to be red like Kane, but just pick what you think works and go from there. And I think this is probably one of the easiest things to predict because if WWE does anything other than have Bray Wyatt win, I may actually stop watching WWE. I'm like, no joke. That's a real thing. I may not be able to take it because... You know, we don't know if this sabbatical that apparently Finn Balor is going to take for a couple of months is real. But either way, when you've got somebody as hot as Bray Wyatt who has finally dragged themselves back up to where we wanted to see to see him, to then make him lose would be the dumbest. I mean, it literally be one of the dumbest things they've ever done. Oh, it, I mean, I am a huge Finn Balor guy, but yeah, this is. Uh, imagine, imagine if they did it though. Imagine, imagine if they, well, they, it, it, yeah, but they can't. Um, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be the biggest psych in the world. Um, no, the Bray Wyatt thing, if they do that strobe lighting weird effect for mm. the match, just bring him in. Don't have any theme music, just have that lights just fading away, him suddenly appearing, bang, uh, mandible claw or whatever he wants to call it, Bala from nowhere, done. Finish that. No real offence from Balor at all. I don't want to see that. I just want it a very quick squash yeah. match. This is the guy. This is this is someone who is supernatural and has these powers and puts the fear into everyone. I mean, it would be interesting to see what they do with him afterwards as well. Like, who is the next victim of this fiend? Um, because it... It needs to be someone important. I agree. I mean, absolutely. I think we discussed it on the podcast in the week where you've got to treat this like a promotion almost. And if Finn Balor is a, you know, a marketing executive, you need to make sure the marketing boss is the next person on the line. Like he has to work his way up and he has to work his way to, to something big. And I totally agree with you, especially because it looks like we're going to be like six hours worth of SummerSlam. I need a couple of respites, one of which, again, we'll talk about it in a sec, should be Dolph Ziggler versus Golf, uh, Goldberg. But also here, I totally, I totally agree that we should, you know, try and come up with just a way that Finn Balor can get absolutely destroyed. And, he, and it's not like, if he's away for two months, it's not going to hamper his character or anything like that anyway. So, you know, just put Bray White over as much as you can so we can all start believing in that character and what the future may hold. I think it's really important. And I think as well with the Finn Balor character, I mean, since January when he had that amazing match with Brock Lesnar, um, they've, yeah, they gave him an intercontinental run twice and didn't really do anything with him. That character can take this two months off let him rest, let him recuperate, let him heal if he's got these injuries or, or whatever he needs to sort out. Get him back in. He'll get a massive pop when he comes back. Yeah, it's true. And if if they um, want to do something different with him, put him in with the club. That would, that would work if the club is still going at, at that point. I think, um, I, I think that the best reason, if you did that, at least you're then establishing that the club isn't just going to be one of these, oh, we were around for a day and then we left, which WWE does tend to do with its stables. You know, yeah. you want, you want, I, mean, I don't want to, I don't want to NWO it, but you should start adding people to your ranks to show that you're a force and that you want to be taken seriously. So yeah, I totally agree with that idea. I think it'd be great. Yeah, I, I think I'm just judging by WWE's sort of output recently they've been doing a lot about uh, fr uh factions and and stables and bits and i i feel like there is a i i proposed it in the uh, facebook group about a, a new day club feud going on forward and just seeing maybe could you push that for survivor series and and bring those two groups against each other and people joining up and and being part of the New Day. Like, Kevin Owens was part of the New Day for, what, two weeks? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was brilliant. It was great fun. Well, you know, could you do something like that again? We'll see, but yeah. And the good thing about that is as well is that we finally move away from Raw versus SmackDown when it comes to Survivor Series, which in no way WWE may even... If they even dare think about it, I'm going to go around and just, like, slap them or something because you, not in a million years can you try and pull that off after the wild card rule and whatever nonsense. I know they've kind of scaled back on that now, but I know WWE thinks we forget, but we don't. No. So, you know, if you actually do a faction thing, so you're like you say, New Day versus the club and, you know, whichever ones you may be able to, um, 
to, to bring out by then. I think that'd be really fun. And I think it would be different. And it would feel a bit like traditional Survivor Series, which mm. I do miss. I do miss those kind of two teams clashing together. Even if like you want to make the main event a dream team. I know they've done that somewhat in recent years, but I like it. I think, I think why just have another pay-per-view that feels like every other pay-per-view? Why not try and give it, a, you know, you don't have to have a world title match on every single show. Just make me care about what we're doing and I'll be okay. Exactly. And, and it's a good enough, it's a long enough build from now until November to, to do that and to get people to care. And maybe, I don't know, the dream scenario, obviously, NXT, you've got the Undisputed Era that hopefully this weekend will grab all the belts. Um and you've got another strong faction that you can bring in if needs be. Now, to be honest, I'd hold back on that until next year. But, you know, if the if the timing's right, the timing's right and you go for it. Mm. But we'll see where that goes. But won't we just, won't we just <laughs> James. So, OK, we're going for Bray Wyatt in that one. Now we're trying yeah. to flip things back. I uh, don't like doing it, but it's true. Drew Lugak versus, Gulak, sorry, versus Only Lorkin for the Cruiserweight Championship. Probably going to be on the pre-show. Probably going to be quite uh, an easy, not an easy win, but quite a, uh, uh anticlimactic win for Drew Gulak. But the match will still be great. I mean, that's kind of, uh, that's just what we do now, isn't it? Uh, when it comes to 205 Live. Really good show at the moment, actually. I mean, I don't watch it all the time, but I try and keep up. Stories make sense. Obviously, the matches are great with the guys that they've got. The 205 Live thing's been thrown out the window because everyone weighs more than 205 down there now. But hey, it's, it's a good program if you have time to, you know, fit in some extra wrestling in your week. But that doesn't mean that WWE is going to start treating it like anything serious. No, and it, it's going to be a, a, a classic cruiserweight type of match at these pay-per-views. It's probably going to be one of the best matches out there, maybe. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a Gulak win um, just to get his title run established and get him as the big dog of that. Oh dear, <laughs> I've just um, <laughs> just just slipped into WWE um, terminology there. Um, it happens. It happens. It, it happens. But yeah, it'll get him established in that division as the champ. So it'll be a good match. But that's all. That's that's kind of what the cruiserweights are. It'll be yeah. a good match. It'll yeah. be enjoyable. Yeah, and the, and the champion will win until yeah. it feels like he shouldn't win. I don't think Drew Gulak should lose anyway, Not especially not after that match he had with Matt Riddle at Evolve. I think um, I'm amazed it didn't get him called up to the main roster. I mean, that was, uh, was, that was a brilliant match. Um, where, what do I think will start the pay-per-view? I will say AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the United States Championship because what I'm hoping WWE does is say to them, look, you guys go out there and do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Try and steal the show as best you can. And while I understand that WWE doesn't really like to build their cards like that, I think it would be a tremendous opener. Um, I don't really. I, I imagine AJ Styles will win. That's a difficult one. We are, only, I, I like it and I dislike it. Like, I want AJ Styles to win because I think the club needs to feel like something that's a threat. But Ricochet losing again, even if it is by some kind of distraction from Gallows and Anderson, feels a little bit cheap. So I don't really know what direction to go in. But I also don't think that's a bad thing simply because. Am I going to get mad if AJ Styles wins? No. Am I going to get mad if Ricochet wins? No. <laughs> like it, it, it is almost a win-win. But my main concern is make sure... Because I think the matches they've had have been good, but I don't think they've been as good as those two can do. So I'm keeping both my fingers crossed that this is the one where, you know, if you, if, if you are tuning in for SummerSlam, because it's SummerSlam and it's one of those pay-per-views you'll always check out, you can absolutely love it. Yeah, if I mean, if it opens, opens the main pay-per-view, then, yeah, setting the standard, AJ Styles and Ricochet... Yeah, pull out that match that we all know that they've got in them. And and just, yeah, just fly at each other. They're capable of it. And I'm a bit like you. Like, I don't want Ricochet to lose um, because he's still, I mean, he's he's more established now than he was, what, a few months ago. Yeah, he's, definitely he, he's, he's definitely made that turn into, yeah, he's legit. Um, but I don't. Again, it's that whole thing of you've got to keep the club strong. You've got to show them maybe if Ricochet wins, then AJ Styles just tears on him and 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 shows, well, actually, you know what? You've I don't want him to do a roll up. But <laughs> that, <laughs> well, dude, I would, uh, I would I would I would tame your expectations straight yeah, away. I know, I know. Um but you know, something like where it's it's a it's a win out of nowhere um kind of thing maybe what i i know it's the wwe way of of doing a match but 
have a finish that's not a finisher. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, they, they, they yeah. don't do that. I, I was watching, um, of all things, I was watching Triple H versus Caden Murdoch the other day. Now, this is not, this is not a good uh, comparison at all because it was during that time where Triple H just couldn't lose. But something yeah. I did appreciate was that he won by Spinebuster. Now, yeah. I know I know why he won by Spinebuster because he's like, I don't I don't need to use my finishing move on these geeks. Yeah, okay, that's a whole that's a whole other conversation. I mean, just in terms of the visual effect. Getting him, you know, his spine buster did look good, and then seeing him get the one, two, three, I was like, oh, that mm. was really nice because that was really different. Mm. I appreciated it, mm. and it, it kind of it will shock the audience. It will shock the crowd into going, oh, hold on, this we can because there is a pattern to the WWE match. You know, you you we've watched enough. We know the style. It builds up and it builds up, and it it it, it finish finishes tend to be. The first finisher doesn't work, and then it's the second. But, like, that would be quite a nice way for that match to end. But, yeah, I think it, it's going to be a great match. I definitely look forward to that. And if it is the first match, then, yeah, it's going to set the standard for the rest and everyone else. Basically, you've got to keep that standard up. You've got to match us. That would be fantastic. I think so. Who you got then? I'm going to go AJ Styles. I think they'll, I think they'll keep it on him. I'm going to go AJ Styles as well, even though I don't want Ricochet to lose. It's a reluctant. <laughs> totally agree. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Uh, if Owens loses, he will be forced to quit WWE. I'm terrified because there is just no way in a million years that Shane McMahon should be winning this match. As we already touched upon, Kevin Owens should win. It should make him more of a babyface, and then Shane McMahon should go away. Even if it's a month, that's fine. I don't care. Four weeks. I don't mind seeing Shane McMahon when he is used directly. So four weeks away... Obviously, my fear is that they won't do that and somehow Shane McMahon will win and then I've really got to question what we're doing. But I will go with Kevin Owens and I will go... You know, it should be a proper war. It should be a proper fight. I don't mind Shane McMahon getting some offense in if that's what you'd like to do. But just make sure it's a nice stunner, middle of the ring, three count, Owens wins. Shane looks devastated. You know, if you want to beat Elias up on his way to the ring too, that's fine. Whatever, I don't care. Mm. It's it was interesting because I had a watch of their um, Hell in the Cell match, and I watched the build up because um, weirdly on the network I got the, the it gave me foreign commentary, so it was okay. it, oh, it was <laughs> so bit bit of teething problems there for the network. But I watched the um, the vignette and how Kevin Owens was complaining. Kevin Owens is the heel. Shane McMahon was the face and Kevin Owens is saying to Shane, well, you just make everything about you and it's all, nobody wants to see that. And um, I'm fed up of having to fight under a McMahon regime. Um, and then, yeah, two years later, <laughs> roles are reversed, but the story is everybody's fed up of seeing Shane. Mm. Um, it's the same story, but it's, it's great just to see Kevin Owens get his teeth into something and have some fun with it and look like he's enjoying it. Um, and yeah, if, if Shane somehow wins, I don't know. I well, can't, they can't, it just can't like, it's just <laughs> the worst thing ever. It's yeah. I, it, I feel like on this, this this show, I'm like bringing up the, the, the horrible solution where it's like, maybe he could win. Um, but no, it has to be Kevin Owens. It has to be, Kevin Owens has to be the one to put down Shane McMahon. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's the only way they can go. But of course, the worry is he is a McMahon. And I get it. You know, if it was my company, it was like the Millers, maybe I would do the same. Mm. Maybe I'd be like, no, mate, my kid doesn't lose. So, you know, it's not the first time it's going to happen. I just I think we have something with Kevin Owens here. And I, I don't think we should um, we should take that frivolously. So, you know, I'll, I'll go with the logic. And yeah, I'll put my I'll put my bucks behind behind Kevin and hopefully just a nice brawl smash it up and I think that's why it works as the second I'm not saying it's going to be the second match but it's why it would work as the second match because they'll have a decidedly different match to what AJ Styles and Ricochet will do and then they can hopefully still go crazy but it won't matter that you know they're following each other no and like the first match AJ and Ricochet is a is a classic sort of one for the wrestling fans well the Kevin Owens Shane McMahon is the sports entertainment match isn't exactly, it exactly it's, yeah. it's it's a good sort of palate cleanser in a way yeah. you don't you don't you don't get bored of the wrestling because sometimes that can just happen you see too many good matches following each other and you're like oh I'm getting a bit overwhelmed <laughs> um so yeah get get Shane and his sweat in there and um off we go <laughs> all right done all right we're on the same page so far let's see if that continues with Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair interesting match I like Trish Stratus a lot 
but it doesn't for one reason or another it just doesn't feel like the the, the crowds i mean it would be different in toronto because she's from toronto they'll go crazy but it certainly feels a little bit like it, it doesn't feel like a legend returning and i'm not 100 percent sure why i guess it's just one of those sometimes things don't click that's just life like i say on the night she will do because she's in her hometown and she's already said it's going to be her last ever match so she's ticked a lot of boxes uh, but I'm, I'm, I, while I'm excited, I, I think it's a good match to have on the card, much like the Goldberg thing. I enjoy seeing legends come back. Yeah, it just feels a little bit like, eh, okay, that's cool. But I still think I'll enjoy it. But um, I don't I, I don't see anything but a Charlotte win. Like if it's Trish Strategist's last match, you don't need to. I, I know I'm going to be hypocritical later when I talk about Goldberg, but it's all about context. And I just think it, it benefits Charlotte more getting a win over someone like Trish Stratus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's. I think this match um, suffers a little bit with Goldberg's match. If you had just Trish being the legend, then I think it would have been a bigger deal. And also, I don't yeah, think fair. Fair. I, I don't think they've really built it as much as they could have done it. It seems to have come from nowhere, which is possibly the case. I mean, they may have had discussions with Trish and and and, and brought her in and said, "Look, are you ready for this?" And she maybe said yeah go on then let's do it one last time last time in toronto um yeah same same as you really with it i can only see charlotte winning i remember this time last year we were talking about the SummerSlam uh card and and charlotte had been inserted into the becky lynch and carmella match and everyone was up in arms and it's like charlotte will pull out a great match from anyone and with trish stratus with her pedigree um from her past, she was great, you know? So this match is going to be fantastic. And, yeah, so far, yeah, I'm agreeing with his, with everything. Um, Charlotte to win this one, Trish to sort of bow out graciously, and sort of if we have a handshake at the end or an offer of a handshake and Charlotte just walking away, that would give Charlotte so much heat. Yeah, I, I think as well, because it is Charlotte and she's such a good heel that she could win by cheating and that's all right. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think that affects Charlotte at all. In fact, I think that probably adds to her character. So you're right, you could do something like that and Charlotte still won't accept the hand. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Or, or you can have Trish Stratus lay her out afterwards and get the big pop, send her away forever. That's cool. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. There, there, there's no bother there. Uh, let's do Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Screw it. Let's jump from one to the other. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I'm a hypocrite. It's okay. You can t- I can tell you, you can tell me. I love the fact that Goldberg is back. I want Goldberg to destroy <laughs> Dolph Ziggler in around about 10 seconds. And the main reason is because it's a context thing. I've said this a thousand times, but I'll say it 1001. If Dolph Ziggler beats Bill Goldberg, WWE are still going to do nothing with Dolph Ziggler. And I understand Dolph Ziggler fans think otherwise. And I hope you're right. And I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. And therefore that means it will be a waste of time. Whereas if in a six-hour card, I can get Spear, Jackhammer, go home, get the big pop, get intense Goldberg, who I really love, as anybody who listens to this show knows, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to have a smile on my face. I'm going to give it an up on ups and downs. That's fine. It ticks all my boxes. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, the Goldberg comeback, I mean, it... it, it just hearing that music and... I think it's the best music ever. That or Steve Austin's in terms of getting me all hyped up. It's just the best. It is, and just hearing the fat crowd go, go, just it it builds everyone up, and to get the taste of Saudi Arabia out of everyone's mouth, exactly that too. Yeah, it it it, it there's it has to be a squash with <laughs> Ziggler, well looking <laughs> like some sort of dummy just bouncing around that ring as as he can, and yeah, just yeah, spear, jackhammer, done, finished. Yeah. And also, Ziggler will make it look amazing. He will do. And I I think sometimes you have to give credit to the person selling the move. I know that doesn't tie into the other things that we talk about, but sometimes that is all the more important. Like I saw loads of people this morning going nuts about this... uh, a Samoan drop that Umaga gave to Shawn Michaels. And it's because Shawn Michaels sells like a king for him. And that's probably one of the reasons Dolph Ziggler has been brought in because they know he'll be able to do that and it will make Goldberg look like a monster. And that's that's the thing I want in my head. I want the Goldberg looking like a monster, monster not the Goldberg I had at Saudi Arabia, which I think we can all agree was just a misstep all around. Yeah, yeah. so uh, to be honest, Saudi Arabia, I enjoyed the first two, three minutes of that match and then you realise something was wrong. Mm. And 
it, it that watching that match made me actually shout out at points. Oh, of, me too. Yeah, of, worry, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh my God, he's just killed him. Kind of reaction, and I, it, I'm living with my parents, and, and they literally were like, "What the hell were you watching?" <laughs> and I'm like, I was just like, I was watching. I, watching another guy nearly kill someone and it was like yeah i just need to get that out of my head and see goldberg be goldberg again and just and just do what he does which which is just destroy people in what a minute less than that and if we've got to sacrifice Dolph Ziggler, the point is, it's not a sacrifice. It's because not. He's, he's been sacrificed so much already. That they, look, 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 don't get me wrong. If they turn this around and he does win and they push him to the moon, I take it all back. I'm all right with that. That's all good. I like Dolph Ziggler. I think he's really great. But I don't believe it. And that's the key. I don't believe it. No, I mean, you could, if you were really pushing it, you could say, well, Dolph Ziggler, the legend killer, build up to a Shawn Michaels match. But I, 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 I personally wouldn't want that. I don't want to see that match. Um, but if you really wanted to, you could maybe do it. But no, Goldberg all the way with this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, where are we going to go? We are going to go with... Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, Bailey versus Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Kind of an interesting one. Because the story, I mean, it's, it's kind of just been like, it's there. Mm. And I don't really know how much faith WWE has in Ember Moon because the booking of her is really, really strange. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's like you said a minute ago, like with Bray Wyatt, what do we do with either of these people out the other side? What's the story? Where do we go? Do we want to mm. change a title? I mean, I would imagine, I, don't, I like Ember Moon, but I'm a bit worried Ember Moon is just there to have a, a new face for somebody to... Uh, you know, for for for, Becky, uh, for Bailey to to fight, and they have an okay match, and then that's that. Bailey continues on. In fact, I'll go with that as well. But that's not necessarily something. I don't know. It's a really, really, really weird one. I think. I think what didn't help was SmackDown, where Ember was against Natalia and got stuck in the in the um, sharpshooter, and they, it just didn't feel like Ember Moon was the other challenger to the title, and. It, I mean, I loved Ember Moon in NXT, but since she's been called up, it's a classic case of an NXT star gets called up and they don't know what to do with her. And it just feels a bit like last year. Do you remember um, Ronda Rousey went up against Ruby Riot randomly? Yeah. And it was just a sort of filler match, but you knew it was going to be good. And yeah, this is what this feels like. It's like it's we don't really have anyone for Bailey. We could have put maybe Charlotte in there, but that's Charlotte going for the title again. And we like, it does Charlotte some good not to be constantly fighting for the title. I think having something different, but that's the thing with their women's division. They don't get them to do something different. They're always after the championships. Um, so yeah, I think Bailey, yeah, comes out as champion and, and I think Bailey needs to have a good feud, probably build to Charlotte. So maybe get somebody else in for the next pay-per-view um, that would do a good job. Um, maybe, I don't know, Sonia Deville, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, um, it's, it's an interesting one. Like, I just, yeah, um, I, I don't really know what, the, what their plan with this is. I really, really don't. And then, yeah, you have the case of what do you do with Ember Moon? Did she go back to doing very little in the background? I don't know. It, it's a very... It's a strange thing that they have with the women. They know what to do with some of them, but the others, they kind of, they haven't got, like, it'd be interesting, maybe Liv Morgan comes back and goes, I want to go have a title shot. I yeah, you could do that. No, you could do that. I mean, she's, you know, there was teasing of her having a brand new character. So, yeah, you absolutely could go in that direction. And I think she's got enough popularity that people would enjoy. Yeah, maybe you could do Bailey versus Liv Morgan. But then again, if we do do that, it kind of goes to show that we... Yeah, we uh, we have just put Ember Moon in this position to get to the next point, and that's a bit. Mm, yeah. I think that's a bit weak. It is. It is. It, as you say, it's the second second biggest pay per view of the the year, kind of. Um, but it, yeah, it just feels like it, it 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 is in the background and isn't being fully paid attention to, and unfortunately for Bailey, that's impacting her championship because it's great to have her as a champion and it's great to see her character evolving 
and changing and becoming a bit more hardened and 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 not being the goofball that she was before so yeah we'll see where this goes i'm intrigued to see again it always is it's always with wrestling where's the next step what's yeah the next exactly thing? Yeah. what's the idea <laughs> keep 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 feeding me more um there's all the all the fantasy booking that everybody does but you know there's a reason why because we we want to see the best and we all have different ideas of what the best is so mm, yeah. yeah i'll go yep. bailey i think bailey retains yep i'm going bailey as well um uh, yeah uh, it's, uh, Becky Lynch and Natalia, I think, is a bit more interesting because obviously we're in Toronto. I know that Natalia's Natalia's Canadian, and as somebody rightfully pointed out, they don't like the fact that, um, you know, <laughs> it's a bit weird to say, "Oh, hometown hero," and she lives miles away from Toronto. But hey ho, that's just what that's just what WWE does. Uh, I like the build for this. I think they've done well. Uh, I am intrigued. The submission match angle is good because it gives it something uh, unique on the card. And of course, there is this bizarre sort of fantasy booking angle that Ronda Rousey returns and, you know, cost Becky Lynch her championship. Obviously, that ties into her being friends with Natalia as well. Now, that to me is the dream scenario. I'd love to see that. I think that'd be really fun. I think it'd be exciting. I think you'd get a buzz. Uh, whether or not that means you have to put that on last, I don't know, which that may create controversy too. But moving that aside, because we don't know if that's going to happen, I do not think this is the right... I, I, I don't know, you could take the belt off and give it to Natalia in Canada for, for that big hometown pot, but the fact you're probably going to get that with Trish anyway, even though we think she's going to lose. Mm. I, maybe, I don't, then I'm not, not, not belt to changing hands this way. It's a tough one. What do you think? I, I'm similar. Uh, I think Natalia, as a heel champion, really works for me. Like, hearing her shout stuff and and like middle of the match is just shouting to the crowd and, and bits and pieces i really like that side of natalia's character i don't think she is i don't think her as the, the pussycat woman that is happy go lucky really works for her so i i honestly wouldn't be against them putting the belt on her just to give Becky something to fight up for to get the man back like have some maybe have a hokey finish where well if Ronda appeared I think the whole place would explode um, oh, yeah, because because uh, I mean when Ronda was around pe people were giving a stick but I don't think people realized what they had until she went and and actually this division is missing Ronda um, and having, yeah, well, yeah, if it's last, we know what's happening. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, you, you, have to yeah. wonder, you have to wonder then, yeah. Yeah, so, no, I'd like Natalia to win this. Um, whether she will or not, no, I'm going to, I'm. you know what, I'm sticking my neck out. I'm going to say Natalia, because they've been building up that sharpshooter of hers the past week. They've really got that locked in and showing how, impactful it can be and becky selling her legs on monday night yeah i think yeah go natalia let's be brave let's do something without uh, without ronda rousey interaction yeah. without without ronda rousey interaction um get her to yeah get her to but then oh do you get oh here's the problem though do you get the man to well she tapped to ask her so I know that's true. That's true. Is as she has to tap, right? She's got to tap. One of them's yeah, got to tap. So yeah. Oh no, yeah. Becky Lynch, hokey finish. All right. Well, there, you, there you go, dude. There it is. He's yeah, just called yeah. it. I'm, I'm going to stay uh, with Becky, but uh, I'm going um, to tell you. All right. Done and done. I like it, man. I I, I respect you putting it out there. And we'll do the two uh, the two title matches. We'll start with Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. I love the build for this. I love the fact they're tying it in from ten years ago. I feel like if it means you know if you're a long term fan. Uh, you know, you kind of feel like you've got some reward for your loyalty, which I always think is good. And also, if you don't know, I think it tells a fantastic story. And I guess this is probably where, you know, we can start saying in, in my world that Becky Lynch could win because I think Randy Orton should win. I think Randy Orton should win the world championship. I think it makes him twice as much as a heel. I think it would put so much sympathy on Kofi Kingston. As much as I've liked Kingston's run, uh, I think we have come to a point where we could take it off of him and that's okay. And Orton, I just think, you know, Orton still feels like a star to me. I know, you know, he gets his criticisms, but when he's on, he's on. It just feels right. It just does. And I, I would like it. Yeah, I, I can't argue with you about the Kofi run. It just feels like 
it's time for a change. And also, I've noticed Kofi hasn't been wrestling the past few weeks. And there is a rumour that maybe he's carrying something. And I kind of... I, th- I think long-term story-wise, Randy winning the title and and basically proving that Kofi isn't ready brings so much fire to Kofi. And again, it gives him something to fight up for and go, well, actually, you know what? No, I am ready. I'll win these number one contender matches. Maybe if we have them, I'll show what I can do again. Uh, maybe have him against Ali. Kofi against Ali would be a great... Oh, yeah, with the story as well. With the story of Kofi's the guy that replaced Ali. Ali's the one that missed out, you know? It would be great. And having Randy walking around as the man, well, not the man, uh, as as Randy Orton, big heel, 14-time WWE champion, I think would look great. And he is a WWE guy. He's, he's like, a figurehead of of the industry so i i would go for randy i would go for yeah maybe kofi goes for trouble in paradise and randy hits him with an rko just bang Mm. um yeah i i I would like i think again while you could probably book somewhere where there's shenanigans it's much more fun if it is the out of nowhere orton's mm. got a big grin on his face you know cat that got the cream kind of a deal mm. runs away with that title Kofi looks devastated has to once again fight his way from the bottom back to the top I like that story and mm. I'd be invested in it mm. yeah and I think the build is, would be great and, and if Kofi has to take a little bit more time off and him coming back again would be fantastic that pop again would be he's back here we go he's going yeah. for that title Absolutely. give him a run Absolutely. Uh, and then we get to our why Shuba's going to be our main event, but who the hell knows? Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, the universal title. Uh, we talked about this briefly on the other show we did the other day as well. I can't in any feasible way see how Seth Rollins wins this match. Because how can you have uh, a wounded person come in and beat this guy you just booked as a monster? I don't, that, mean, that means nothing. All that does is ruin both of them. I think WWE's backed themselves to a corner on this. And again, I said this, I said it again. That's not saying that I want. Brock Lesnar to hold on to the championship and vanish. I'm just saying from what I've seen, I don't know how you go the other way. I really don't. No. And from Monday night where Seth came in all battered and looked, he looked, you don't say this much about wrestlers, but he looked pathetic. Yeah, he did. He, he, there was no sympathy there. He looked like you just, I watched him do that. And I was just thinking, what are you doing? What, what's going on? And, like I hinted at it earlier about last year, we had a baby face that nobody was really keen on going against Brock Lesnar uh, in the shape of Roman Reigns. But we were like, give Roman the title, just give him the title. We're ready for this change. Now we have a baby face who is not getting the sympathy. He's not getting the, the, the fans behind him. And Brock is looking like Brock Lesnar. He's looking special. He's looking fantastic. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember why I liked Brock. Mm. He's he, he's a scary guy. And he looks like a champion, not Seth Rollins. But then what what do you do with Seth Rollins afterwards? He needs, he needs to be rebuilt. And, I mean... It's, it's weird looking back on it. And, and this time last year, he was absolutely tearing it up as the Intercontinental Champion. And everyone was desperate to see him go against Brock. And he had all the support. And, yeah, I think he's suffering from his... his uh, although his win at WrestleMania was shocking, the way he did it was not the babyface way. It was It was clever. I mean, kicking, uh, punching Brock in, in, in the balls was, yeah, you, you do that. He's got the size advantage. But if he tries to do that again this weekend, it it won't, and he wins, it won't feel right. It no. won't feel like that th- that's the way of a baby face. He, if he wins, he needs to win the cleanest he can possibly do, be. And the build suggests that he can't do that he's got to use tricks again for me seth tries to do his tricks and brock beats him for he's prepared for it 
because I don't think you can book Brock looking stupid. And I don't no, think not now, I, don't, no. I don't think Brock would allow that either. No, that, dude, I think that that's the problem. I, you, you're in a really odd situation. But if that is the case, you can't have Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar main event the pay per view. You just can't. No. You can't have Brock Lesnar winning his title. There'll be booze, especially in Canada, my word. Everybody will be, uh, oh, yeah, they'll be super pissed off. Yeah, exactly. So you, that isn't the main event. So we get to the problem of what is the main event. Um, but, yeah, I just can't. I personally can't see it. I, I want Brock to keep the championship. And then can we have Braun build up and become a champion? Because we had this last year where he was building and he was building and he was building and then they dropped the ball completely uh, when he won the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, can we get to that point where Braun is ready to take on Lesnar and become the babyface champion everybody wants to see him? they got a lot of work to do. They're going to do that. They, Braun, they Braun do. Strowman. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how he feels at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going Lesnar. I'm going Lesnar. My brain says Lesnar. I just, I, again, I can't see him going the other way. So it's brought Lesnar all the way for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd hate to be the guy that agrees with you again. There's only one match we've um, well, we disagreed go. on, but yeah, Brock Lesnar for me. Just can't can't see it with Rollins. It, no. it, it just doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It's, it's been a strange, uh, a very, very strange thing all around. Uh, in case you're interested as well, talking about the SummerSlam card, uh, Cedric, Alexander and Drew McIntyre may be being added. Um, I would say that Drew McIntyre would win that if it has the case. But Ali and Nakamura and Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan apparently are not going to happen on SummerSlam anymore. They are going to be held off for a later time, which I'm not against because the show's already going to be well too long. And also the reason they did Alistair Black versus Sami Zayn on SmackDown was because apparently Vince McMahon had rewritten the show and realized he still had an hour left to fill. So of course he looked through the card and he went, you know what, I don't really care about those two. They can just do their match now, which they did. And the worst news about all the SummerSlam stuff is that apparently Daniel Bryan's career-changing announcement storyline has been scrapped. So thanks very much for that, WWE. Thanks very much for making me care. I thought that could have been really fun, but nope, we weren't allowed to have any fun with that. What a ridiculous situation it was. It, 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 it was. I mean, yeah, for him to just... Well, the fact that they got him to walk out there and, and pretend he was going to say something clearly with no intention of saying anything. I know, um, I know no idea, it, no plan. It, it just, yeah, and this is what we were kind of saying, that like there's, there's the seeds of change and then there's still the, 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 the old stuff getting in the way and, and yeah, wow. The stuff like Daniel Bryan not having a match at SummerSlam? What? Yeah, what? I, mean, I, I don't. I don't necessarily mind it too much because I quite like the storyline that they're telling with Roman Reigns. Because obviously, it means that Roman Reigns wouldn't have a storyline either. And I'd much <clears> rather that neither of those two had a match that instead of us rushing it. And that's that's my big thing. So in that yeah. sense, I'm fine. Um, and it's nice to shake things up. I guess it's nice to shake things up. It it is. And this whole yeah, who's trying to knock over Roman Reigns storyline is. Um, it, yeah, if they'd have rushed it to a conclusion for SummerSlam, it would have been awful. We still don't know what they're doing with it. They might pull out a segment at SummerSlam. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I think they'll do something at SummerSlam, absolutely. They'll, I think they'll, they'll do something on the cards, yeah. They'll do something and, and maybe someone attempts to get him again. And it was, it was quite interesting to see um, after SmackDown, they released a WWE exclusive interview uh, with Brian and Rowan walking through the corridors and and after the revelation from uh drew gulak uh, was sorry not drew gulak who was it um buddy murphy mm. um and brian basically was saying that it was typical media spin um just shouting it down and saying no all that's been said is a name if i was beating you up you'd give me a name exactly yeah i thought it was well it, done and it was very well done and it was a very good way of just, you know, keeping this story going. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah who is the guy? It's yeah. like it's like last year when we had the whole Lannister Black thing and um, he'd been attacked and just letting it flow and letting it have a nice long build, get a few more attempts in at Roman Reigns. I mean, the more surprising, the better. Because um, I, I don't watch the the shows as they come out i watched them on on youtube and and it did it it didn't surprise me what happened but i take it from people that do watch it 
that it was a surprising thing to see, to see this car suddenly attack at the side of Roman and, and take it, that car out. So more stuff like that would be great. I think uh, so. It's been fun as well. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with the, the weekly television shows. I think you have to, in a way, get away from the wrestling in a bit because you normalise the amazing matches or you water down the matches, should I say, and people just get a bit bored of seeing the same guys going at it all the time. If you can bring in like the 24-7 championship, these background stories where it feels more like a shared universe again, then it's fantastic. It's great. And yeah, we'll see where it goes. We'll see what happens and we'll find out as well who is actually the guy behind it. Yeah, exactly. And, and what the motives are as well. And of course, on, on that note as well, maybe we'll get Buddy Murphy versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe that's where Daniel Bryan gets involved. I don't know. Um, I think we'll find out more than the next 24 hours as, uh, as WWE often does. But I think it'll be a good show. I think it'll be an interesting show. I think the build has been pretty decent. And yeah, I'm excited to see where we are come Monday. I really am. I hope we've got lots of stuff to talk about. Um, indeed. I think everything that can happen this weekend, yes, we've kind of said it's champions retaining all the way but you know it, the champions retaining with stories that can be drove off uh, driven off them so yeah we'll we'll see maybe kevin owens isn't in the wwe on monday that would be my <laughs> <laughs> dude you never ever say never when it comes to world wrestling entertainment and on that very negative note we will start wrapping up the podcast and hope that doesn't happen but of course we will catch up with everything SummerSlam on the other end of this james is there anything else you want to throw out there or mention before we wrap up um, just if you are on the Facebook page, uh, Simon Miller's uh, Pro Wrestling Facebook page, there is a fantasy football league that we're setting up because the football season starts. So, yeah, there's a code on there. So just join the group and join the join the league. What a, lovely, uh, what a lovely Facebook group that is. You see, that's why more people should join the Facebook group. Just a good community all around. It's an excellent group. It's fantastic. And, yeah, there's no there's no negativity there. <laughs> Damn right there's not. Not on my Facebook group. <laughs> I wouldn't allow it. I'd kick off. But you're out of here. Just smash it right away. Uh, awesome. Well, James, thank you so much for your time. And it was good chatting to you again. And I hope you enjoy SummerSlam, my friend. Uh, it's great to be back. And yep, you too. We'll thank see you. what thank ups and downs brings. Yeah, on, we will. Monday. We will, of course, go live on Monday. NXT TakeOver going down this weekend as well. But as I pointed out, there's no point talking about that. It'd be really good and you'll enjoy it. The end. That's NXT TakeOver. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Simon316, as already discussed earlier. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316 again. If you'd like to support the podcast, bunch of stuff on there. You can get rewards and whatnot. Uh, SimonMiller.BigCartel.com if you're into your wrestling merchandise with me plastered all over it. Otherwise, though, uh, on my YouTube channel as well. Just search for Simon Miller. Have a good weekend. Enjoy Simon slam as much as you can i know it's going to be a long slog but there'll always be talking points coming out the other side thank you and i'll chat to you again next week 